This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, September 14th, 2007. I'm Caleb Brown. What is the future of U.S. relations with Taiwan, and what are the risks of America's so-called strategic ambiguity with regard to protecting Taiwan? Cato Institute foreign policy analyst Justin Logan believes the U.S. should clarify that it will not be the military savior of Taiwan against a China increasingly interested in the island nation. In a new paper co-authored with Cato's Ted Galen Carpenter, Logan argues that Taiwan should no longer be allowed to free ride on America's military might. What is the history of the relationship between the United States and Taiwan? Well, it's a very complicated one. Uh, there has been, in the 20th century, obviously, the Kuomintang Party fled the Chinese mainland uh, and took root on Taiwan. Uh, the Chinese Communist Party took over the Chinese mainland, and ultimately the United States switched diplomatic recognition uh, from recognizing the Kuomintang as uh, the party with the claim to govern China and recognized the Chinese Communist Party uh, in the 70s. Since then, the United States has followed what it is called a policy of strategic ambiguity on the question of Taiwan, not clarifying its views on what's called the, um, the United States One China policy. And that is to say that we recognize One China, but we don't go into very much detail about what that One China is. And there was an assistant secretary of state recently in congressional testimony, I believe in 2005, who said if he were asked to define our One China policy, he's not sure he could do so. Um, so there has been this, this policy aptly named of strategic ambiguity. And originally what it was designed to do was to induce caution on both sides of the dispute, where the Taiwanese would sort of doubt our commitment and the Chinese would believe that we had a very, very firm commitment to keep Taiwan's uh, de facto separation from China. And in the beginning, that was the case. What has slowly happened over a period of time, though, is that the Taiwanese have become increasingly convinced in an American defense commitment to Taiwan, and the Chinese have become decreasingly convinced, have become convinced that their, that their ability to inflict costs on the United States um, have, have called into question the American defense commitment to Taiwan. So it's that very dangerous situation that was not at all designed at the get-go that obtains today. Given the fact that U.S. presidents have sort of borne witness to this transition of belief about what the U.S. represents to Taiwan, why have presidents not sought to make any type of clarification? Well, it's incredibly difficult to, to change uh, decades of policy overnight, and it would take a, a very, very serious and determined effort uh, to fundamentally change U.S. policy in the Taiwan Strait. Uh, obviously, this administration has been very much distracted by Iraq uh, and has focused on, the, obviously, the struggle against terrorism, which is an important, uh, an important fight as well. Uh, but there are a variety of forces at work in the American sort of foreign policy community that believe uh, at base that, uh, that Taiwan's independence is something uh, very much worth fighting for, uh, whether by virtue of its status as a, a democratic outpost in East Asia uh, amid uh, sort of the residual communism of uh, the People's Republic of China, or as a tool, and I think this is probably more important, in fact, of strategic denial of China. Uh, the U.S. strategy uh, with respect to Japan in the 30s and 40s was very 
very much to uh, put its energy supply lines, what are called sea lines of communication, uh, at risk. And at this point, uh, the United States would have similar leverage over the People's Republic of China should any military uh, conflict emerge. That is to say that the U.S. Navy would be able to interdict China's energy supply lines and essentially cut them off. And what the Chinese are looking at increasingly is that they would like to use Taiwan as a naval outpost so that they could more significantly secure their own energy supply lines. So you have these whole sort of uh, interests here, but I think the, the, the two that are most important in the U.S. policy community are, again, sort of Taiwan's democratic status and this issue that we would like to maintain uh, leverage over China in the event of some sort of potential scenario, military scenario down the road, of keeping it from getting the ability to secure its energy supply lines. If Taiwan were correct in making these very bold pronouncements about what they believe to be the U.S. role, and China were not to back down, this could be very problematic for the United States down the road. Well, it's one of those things that is probably a, a low probability event relative to other events, but the costs of such a conflict emerging would be so cataclysmic that we need to look at this seriously. Uh, for a lot of reasons, the Taiwan question is not one that uh, gets, I think, enough attention uh, in the U.S. foreign policy community because it asks very difficult questions about U.S. foreign policy. That is to say, at bottom, should we fight a war over Taiwan if the need should arise, because I think that the signs that have been coming out of China over the past several years indicate that the Chinese commitment to ultimate reunification is not, uh, as former U.S. ambassador to the U.N. John Bolton recently implied, uh, sort of a bluff. Bolton has said uh, on several occasions, starting in 1999 and then again very recently in the past couple of weeks, that he believes that the United States could just simply recognize Taiwan diplomatically tomorrow and the Chinese would not do anything about it. I think that's a very, very risky uh, bet to make. It's, I, I suppose it's possible that, uh, that Ambassador Bolton could be right, but one would like to see some, some greater evidence on that front uh, before taking such a risky step. So again, it's not something that I think gets enough scrutiny in the U.S. policy community. And what my co-author Ted Carpenter and I try to highlight in this paper is that Taiwan is engaging in increasing amounts of political provocation uh, with respect to the People's Republic of China while letting its defense budget atrophy. And that, as Ted and I conclude, is a sign that the Taiwanese are almost metaphysically convinced that uh, should a problem emerge, should a military conflict emerge, that the United States would come in and save them. And I think that scenario is what really invites uh, uh, possibly a nightmare down the road. Is it possible for the U.S. to back away from its strategic ambiguity with regards to Taiwan without leaving that country in the lurch? Well, that's, that's a great question, and it's not one that I'm sure uh, uh, anybody has an answer to. Uh, Ted and I in the paper uh, do advocate explicitly uh, renouncing any defense commitment to Taiwan in the sense that we would uh, uh, protect Taiwan uh, in the event of any military out outbreak, but that at the same time we would continue uh, under the Taiwan Relations Act, as provided for in the Taiwan Relations Act, arms sales to Taiwan uh, so that Taiwan could build up its own defense 
defense uh, uh, so as to allow it to uh, uh, have a better position with respect to the bargaining position with the PRC. What the U.S. has done has sort of introduced itself and put its thumb on the scale of how these uh, positions have, have emerged. And what has happened is Taiwanese politicians, in many cases, have used uh, the suspected U.S. defense commitment as the ability to, again, not build up their own defense budget, but at the same time cultivate a sense of independence, cultivate a sense among the Taiwanese people um, of wanting independence, of wanting to do things like get recognition in the United Nations, while not paying the cost for those types of, of political outcomes. So I, what I think, I think anyone who tells you he can predict the future with certainty is probably not telling the truth. But what I think a, a more responsible defense posture on the part of Taiwan, even in the absence of a U.S. defense commitment could do, is enhance Taiwan's bargaining position uh, with respect to the PRC over the longer term. Uh, but the course that we're on right now is not at all putting us uh, on a path to, to peace and prosperity, I fear. And eventually the question is going to have to be asked, what is going to change either in Beijing, in Washington, or in Taipei uh, in order to head off a military conflict? Uh, and again, however low the probability of such a scenario, the costs, uh, not just in terms of blood and treasure, but in terms of the sort of the overall uh, global structure, uh, are so catastrophic that I think that uh, that more thought needs to be uh, needs to be offered, and that's what uh, what Ted and I uh, try to put forth in this paper. Justin Logan is a foreign policy analyst for the Cato Institute. The paper, Taiwan's Defense Budget, How Taipei's Free Riding Risks War, is available at our website, cato.org.